Here we go, everybody. Definitely, Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this moment, Father. We thank you for this hour. Father, we thank you for this day that we've never seen again before and we never see it again, Father. We we come to you humbly as as podcasters, as men, as brothers, um, as new friends, Father, that we can have a great conversation, Father, that we can inspire someone, that we can touch somebody's heart, Father. We can give someone a, a laugh in a time of sorrow, Father. We can be we can give them an audience, a friendship, a camaraderie, Father, and that maybe in that lonely hour, Father. We know there are things that we all go through that we don't share, Father. There are things that we go through that we that we share, Father. Let us not think that someone's highlight reel that they see is who they really are and all they really are, Father. We ask that you give us transparency, honesty, and truth. And these things we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Some B. Okay. <laughs> your boy Kyle, a.k.a. The Perfect Gentleman. And this is your boy Jay with the suede soul and the velvet vibes. Lorenz Tall, Mr. Love Jones, Live, Allball, Everything, Answer E, all of the above, a.k.a. Snapple Facts. And we're back. Oh, yeah. With another episode of Bourbon and Boy Shorts, two single fathers, two single guys talking about love life and drinking libations. And who are we inspired by tonight? Tonight, 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 we are inspired by a few things. What did you bring for us, bro? Uh, and then, I brought... Um, yeah. <clears throat> I brought Doors Blended Scotch Whiskey The uh, Japanese Smooth Edition uh, That's all I can give you right now It comes in a uh, Minzunara Oak Cask Finish uh, It's aged for 8 years It has a Japanese symbol I'm going to assume that's the Manzunara, Manzunara Oak And uh, yeah So it's, it's pretty smooth I like it I picked it up I saw it It was something different And I wanted to get it we also inspired by this uh, big ass bottle of single barrel. Who is this? Barton, Barton Master Distillers, uh, Distillers. This was uh, Kentucky uh, single barrel reserve. Good gracious, sixty percent. This is a good one, seventeen ninety two. I like that. And last but still unopened. And last but not least, give me the pronunciation. Soju. Soju. Yeah. <clears throat> That's all we're going to call it. Soju. <laughs> Soju. The finest, pure, and natural mm-hmm. spirit. This is a spirit. I mean, it's got some reading words on it. So okay. It's, it's like, a, what is it? Jinro Chamisel. 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 Oh, that's right. What is Soju? Uh, it is the world's number one selling spirit brand. Uses bamboo charcoal filtration to produce the cleanest tasting soju. Soju. At a corner store near you. It's like sweet potato rice wine. Nice. So we're gonna, we're gonna it's going to be really delicious. Because <laughs> it doesn't taste like anything. We're going to get into some of that You're gonna, uh, pretty soon. <clears throat> um, but the reason why we are all brought here. <laughs> we're gathered, gathered here. here today. <laughs> we're gathered here. 
by a gentleman who we have admired uh, and, and we met five years ago. Um, and, and we have just admired his music, admired his voice, admired his, uh, his spirit, his overall just energy. Anytime you walk into a room and he's there, you know he's there. Uh, you can follow the laughs. You can follow the the vibes. You can just or, or, or the smell of kente oil, <laughs> <laughs> the the earls that he's uh, possessing in his on his skin. So, uh, but nonetheless, man, I, I am truly honored. We are truly honored to have this brother on, and to have him grace our presence and just you know really get to have a sit down conversation. Um, if you've been to our house in many, many, many Monday nights, you will definitely see him there, uh, giving you a little bit of, a little bit of laughs, a little bit of vibes, a little bit of crowd participation, crowd engagement. So, uh, the brother is a, a jack of many trades. So I will let him introduce himself and then, uh, we can get this thing rolling. So my brother to my left. Well, <clears throat> had I known that they was going to get up here and start spitting stuff like they was pimps from the 70s, <laughs> talking about all the places they've been, their locations, the people they call me around this way, this kind of thing, and this and that, I'd have been more prepared, but <clears throat> I'm not, so I'm just Rufus Roundtree, um, educator, uh, entertainer, edutainer, um, just a, um, a guy... Loves Baltimore, loves the Baltimore music scene, loves to represent the city, loves Obey, and loves to talk about that. Yes. So I'm putting all the pieces together, just, you know, just living. That's it. My man, well, listen, uh, you want something else? You want to, can you toast with this? Oh, um, I mean, it's nothing in there. So, yeah, we need to right, something we, in we, it. I mean, we, it's we ready to start with this, this soju? Put, put, put something in it so we can toast and let's yeah. let's get it going. Okay, your, cool. I'll on. put my soju in. Get your y'all, soju. Y'all not ready for it yet. I understand. No, don't do that because I'm yeah. Right. I'm, about, I'm about all that. <laughs> Good lord, uh, I'm I'm not about that life yet. I need to know what that is. It's only twenty percent though. So, like I said, only. Yeah. Bro, did you hear what he said? Yeah, I know what I said. It's <laughs> 20%. But look at it. It's 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 got to be innocent. It's in a plastic bottle. It's only twenty percent. It's gotta be the innocent. S- the single barrel is sixty, All right. so it's forty proof on the twenty proof. Yeah, that's what's up. Well, listen, brother, welcome. <laughs> thank you for coming on. We appreciate you finally. Oh, man, thank you, thank you Go for on, having on, me. Y'all, y'all, top, y'all, top, 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 okay, top. whatever y'all doing. Okay, sound like different. Okay, yeah, yeah. like boom, boom, boom. We make music with glasses. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm gonna <sighs> kick this thing off, Rufus. Yep. Tell us about the man behind the horns. Tell us about me. Yes. Okay. Who who <clears throat> is you, brother? Who am I? I'm a product of everybody I've run into, everybody I have come across, um, who's who's taken the time out to sow a seed. I've allowed that seed to uh, um to grow into something, you know, you know, they planted seeds, you know. So I can't, you know, take any credit for it. I'm just a, a, a native of Baltimore that has had good influence, you know, was the product of two parents in the household so i saw things a little different my whole crew i was the only one with two parents in the household so that was just a different kind of experience everybody knew their fathers their mothers it was just split so it was just a different experience and just being able to see that know that and then live vicariously through my friends those experiences it's you know just somebody who's been shaped to 
navigate and just survive. You know, I'm just a Baltimore survivor. That's what it is. So it just happens that my medium of uh, uh, communicating with people is through music. And I've gravitated towards that. I've worked in terms of as, as an educator and as a performer. So and, and as support. So, you know, just that's I mean, does, does that get it? Sort of no, you need more. That's a, that's a nice little, yeah. little little summary to start I, off. I mean, tell me you need more. Just we no, no, dig no, for it because the so, more I drink, the better. I <laughs> so I, I guess I guess my you my, like that, my, my yeah, follow. Yeah, I'm stealing that. I'm not giving you credit. <laughs> you my better give me credit. I'm gonna say it again. I had said on the show on September the 22nd at 9:03. No, actually 9:02 p.m. I had said the more you drink, the better, <laughs> better you think. think. Okay, go ahead back to the show. Nah, you, so. I, I, the follow-up question would be like, so how did you, what came first, the ed, being an educator or being an entertainer? Oh, definitely being an educator. Okay. You know, th- those. it was like, as I look at the chapters of my life, it's like I went through a lot of training. You know, it's like just like this eight-year-barreled uh, uh, um, Japanese smooth bourbon. It had to go through a process, and part of that process was – you know, just learning. You know, what I did is I've I've taken my classroom that that I used to have. Mm-hmm. I've made the stage my classroom, so then when people are in the room, the audience, they're just it's just uh, it's what I used to do in the class. Gotcha. So it's I had to do that first, yeah. But I was just a music teacher. I was a I was in a, mar- a marching band at Morgan, played the uh, trombone, and Dope. you know did all of that that stuff. Ended up uh, becoming the uh, um, announcer for the band when I graduated and traveled across the you know around the country yeah. uh, before 9/11 I was telling somebody the other day like yeah I I used to have to um I was the maintenance person I did all of the instrument repairs and case repairs and I packed up the whole band to travel to California on airplanes with duct tape but that was again before 9/11 but we made it happen so I mean it was just little things that you know it's like couldn't happen today yeah. but I don't know time, it can't happen today right at the time <laughs> period you know the my experiences were the experiences that I needed to set me up to see things in the way that you know yeah. I wanted to you know moving forward so that's you know where I got the idea for you know what I'm currently doing how I'm currently moving as a as an artist as a musician the projects that I work on that kind of stuff all just comes from those experiences period so with the education in in the music piece like how did you what what drew you to number one learning wanting learning to play you said the trombone correct mm-hmm. so learning to play the trombone but what what attracted you to the trombone nothing <laughs> I did not want to play the trombone yeah, it's, not, it's not a sexy instrument most people don't I wanted to play the saxophone ah interesting and um, so what happened my dad was friends with a prominent saxophone player here in Baltimore named Major Boyd they worked on his day job uh, at uh, Spring Grove Hospital so uh, Major Boyd played with a group called Moon August Moon August was just big. They, you know, just go to Ricetown Road Plaza. They playing in the mall. They doing the album here, doing this, this, that, and that, and that. And just seeing them was so inspirational. It's like, wow, man. I just rode on a motorcycle with you. You work with my dad. My dad is regular dad, and and you're a dad friend. And then you do you like you just shook this thing like shook it, shook it, shook it, shook it. And then you played the horn, and I'm like, what is going on? 
and that's the same. You you just a regular person. How did that come out of you? Yeah. What my, my dad is super to me, but none of that came out of him. What was that? What was your dad playing? He played tennis. <laughs> he didn't play no instrument. It's like they they played tennis with each other. That was their that was their connection. They were okay. tennis partners. They'd be running up and down the court. Two big guys. Okay. Like 250, 300 pounds. They that was their thing, you know, playing tennis. It was weird. But that was back in the seventies. <laughs> it was weird. Look, man, look, when I'm thinking about it now, like if I'd have seen it, I'd have stopped. I pulled over and I'd have probably put that on some kind of um, YouTube or yeah. something. And I would, every time I seen him, I would go and be like, yo, the big dude's about to be playing tennis again. They about to kill it. Yeah. Whatever. But, you know, I, I, I digress. But he played the saxophone. Took My dad took me to their concerts, different little things, and that was so inspirational. Then... Um, I I was pretty good at, you know, if I heard something, I could sing it back. I, I could mimic pretty good. I thought I was Michael Jackson back in the early 80s. I, I tried to go to a, um, a Michael Jackson impersonation concert uh, contest at Westview Mall, but my parents were out of town. So that was the first time I left the house and tried to journey from the bottom of the village out to Westview Mall on my own without telling nobody. So the stories, I mean, the stories, you know, just, just thinking about it. But... I ended up uh, um, using my singing talent to uh, audition for a program called Twigs in Baltimore, um, at the Baltimore School for the Arts. It stands for something? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He's trying to think about it. It's something, it's talented, something gifted students. Okay. Talented and gifted no, it's, it's whatever good. it was, I was in the first first year that they ever yeah. had it. This is back in 1983. They they um you audition, they figure out if you got some music musical talent, and they figure out how they could you know work with you. So pretty much, you want to play an instrument. You are you may have already been playing whatever whatever whatever. But you I auditioned. I sang a song. I sang uh, uh, the Rainbow Connection. Uh, the little Kermit the Frog song from the Muppets. That was my song. Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers, and me, all of us under its spell. But I sang that joint. They was like, yeah, he can sing a little bit. Let's give him a trombone. I said, what, what, what? what? <laughs> wait, that doesn't even equate. I said, wait. It's the they, most like a human voice. They said, he's, Is it? he's got a trombone voice. And I said, what is a trombone voice? I was signed up for a saxophone voice. At least that's what I thought I had signed up for. You got your career off wish? Because at this point, it's like, yo, I, I signed up for saxophone. <laughs> exactly. You sent me a trombone. This ain't. I mean, look, look. Not it, the same thing. Look, look, it gets even crazier. I had a saxophone. I played saxophone in middle school. Okay. I, but, but this was, again, this was still fourth grade. So they, they started me on trombone. So I was like, Okay, so I learned it. I'm I'm studying with. Uh, um, as a matter of fact, my classes were at the Peabody Conservatory. Oh, nice. And this again, I'm in the fourth grade. I'm taking classes at School for the Arts in Peabody. My teacher, Katie Nichols. So uh, um, it got me going. It was cool. Then I ended up in middle school, and then I was trying to fight all of that all of those feelings and everything that was going on from that because again I never wanted to play trombone because I wanted to play saxophone again because my idol was Major Boyd Mm -hmm. Moon August they played their music I wanted to you know do that so I got to middle school West Baltimore Middle School in the village uh, well the top of the village or whatever 
Uh, Betty McLeod, she was my music teacher. She was also close friends with my mother. They went to the same church. So uh, um, Miss McLeod, uh, probably two weeks into the school year, she did a little assessment of everybody and kicked me out the band because I didn't play... I didn't want to play trombone, wanted to play saxophone, but all we did was hang around in the practice rooms and talk and, and do kid stuff, like uh, sixth grade yeah, kid I stuff. You. Yeah, like, I got you. Like, oh, okay, you, you know how to pencil fight? Yeah, I can pencil fight. You, you know, like, let's pluck knuckles, you know, all, all the dumb stuff like that. So she put up the list. I get kicked out of the band. I had to beg for my life, like, you know me. You you know my mother. You know, I had to call out all of the stuff that, that I had yeah. to get another chance. <laughs> You know me, my mom. So she gave me another chance, and I had to be like, you know what? I'm look, y'all, y'all can sit there and eat potato chips in the practice room, but I'm not gonna be eating potato chips. I'm gonna follow all the rules. I'm gonna take my (laughs) instrument. I'm gonna practice. I'm gonna do this, and that's what happened. I started. It changed everything. That's a major crossroad at that age with your friends to really have to be a on paper good a good boy and not hang with your friends and then they looking at you like yo what but you know me you went through the system you you sold me out you sold out brother i knew i was just gonna be in a band forever once i just showed up and then she was like no you gone and i was like i ain't going back to that typing class I can't type to save my life. Oh, so it was, it was either band or typing class. It was, like? We had spars, and you either had the whole class spar mm-hmm. and whatever they had. Yeah, if they got chorus, we was in there. We had the first day of class. We all had to sing the carpenter song. I mean, they like just like me. They long to be close to you. On the day that you were born, the angels got together and decided to create the dream come true. So they sprinkled moon dust in your hair and golden starlights in your eyes of blue. Like, I don't even know nobody with blue eyes like that. Come on now. That's what I was doing. But this is what I'm saying. I remember these, these, the, all of this stuff was, 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 like I said, you're a sponge. Yeah. You get what you get. <laughs> that's, that's what it was given. So I had to fight my way back into the band. Uh, made it to all city baritone. Made it to city college. Got into the band. Changed my instrument because um, I was playing the baritone horn. Because I never, never, never wanted to play the trombone. So then, me and my best friend, we started playing trumpet and jazz band ninth grade okay. at city college, and uh, um. Me and Danton, we're like, yeah, man, we're going to do this. So we playing, uh, we playing I Feel Good, James Brown. And it was a high, um, I want to say it was, a F, it should have been the F sharp or F, whatever it was. But uh, um, we were both playing fourth trumpet. And damn, Miss Perkins pointed to me and was like, Bow! I was like, what? <laughs> like, caught me off guard. Just like I caught you? That's the same way that that happened yeah, to me at that time. That. So when he hit I me with that, that thing, I missed it. I know, because you're you crazy. Yeah, I ain't flinch. You're never going to flinch. You just, I think that's your gimmick. Are you not so, paying attention? Again. No, I was really paying attention. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's never. He's just, that's his gimmick. That's his thing. All right, all right. That's I got his. You. I got no, you. it's just like, watch, watch this. Cut it out, bro. But, but, but you gotta check his heart rate for real. That's what. He... <laughs> like, I can sit here like this all day, bro. I was scared. I could be a sniper. <laughs> I was scared as hell. <laughs> like, what? 
what in the world? So, 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 like, uh, um, what was we talking about before we got there? <laughs> we talk, you playing? You playing the F sharp? Didn't go. Okay, there. the F sharp. So Perkins was like, "You fired." I was like, "What?" He's like, "Look, man. Um, nope, no, no, no trumpet for you and jazz, man. Um, you fired." I say. Like, Damn, they fired you in high school. Damn. You was getting I had, I had, everywhere. You was uh, you was catching mad L's early like, on, bro. No, no. See, I was still in the regular band. This was the extra bands. You oh, be trying okay. to do some extra stuff. But the jazz so, band, a real band. That's tough. That's right. And that's I was trying cool. to play trumpet. Yeah. So I, I made it, but but I missed the F sharp when he asked me for it. And boom, boom, boom. So uh, here I am again. Hey man, uh, well you know I played the trombone too. I see that you only have uh, one trombone player back there. How about? I switch on over to that, but I, you know, I didn't really want to do that again, cause I've been fighting that my whole life. Because they told oh me I sounded like a trombone player. <laughs> but you wanted to stay in the band. I wanted to stay in the band. I respect that. So I went home over this. The um, that was like by winter break or something. Okay. Came back smoking. I wrote all the notes in and all that kind of stuff, but I could I could play if I I ain't, if I couldn't read it, I was gonna figure out how to get through it, and I did. And I mean that's then. Long story short, I made it through. Uh, I graduated with a degree in music education from Morgan State. Um, I went to Morgan as a baritone player in my first year, <laughs> and then the band director, Mr. Miles, he was just like. Oh man, uh, I only got just you playing that one part. I don't want to write the music for that. So what, up, so what happens? I end up being kicked into the trombone section. Again. Yo, this man. <laughs> <laughs> I tried my hardest every. I was like, yeah, I'm really the stepchild of jazz. Tuba. I'm gonna play tuba. The I'm gonna like, be the tuba player in this band, and I'm like, yeah. Next thing I know, I'm playing trombone again. Like. I mean, it's not like it's a down thing. It's not and like I play all the other no. stuff, but it's like I wasn't trying to play this one. But the trombone was meant for you, though. It was like you know what I'm saying. Like, like no matter how hard you try to avoid it, it yeah. was like Thor. Thor's was hammer. Like, like somebody said that this is your hammer. Yeah, <laughs> respect, respect. So going through all of that, right? Trying to avoid the trombone. <laughs> Using your network and using using your uh, uh, relationships to try to stay relevant in these bands, going from band to band, getting kicked out, trying to avoid the trombone, trying to do this, trying to do that. Um, what point did you really realize, like, all right, the trombone actually is my, like, you became friends with the trombone. When did that happen? I mean, like, after the last place where there was, like, you got to play trombone now. Like, that's college. So I started playing trombone. Mm-hmm. I was a bass trombone player, which was like in big band jazz. You're just holding down the bottom notes. You're playing like little low parts. Just, I mean, it's integral uh, integral to the harmony structure and all that kind of thing. But it's not like the, the lead player or anything like that. But yeah. you still have, you know, you still got parts. You got a job to do. You hold down the, the bottom. So, uh, um, it was like, uh, um, did that, and then it was like, so what you gonna do with that? You can't, you you can, you can only be the best, you know, person to hold down the bottom, for, you know, for a while. But then, how do you come out of that place to get to the next place? So I was playing in church, so I was I, I um, started playing with the bass trombone at the church that was close to school with one of the one of my, one of my frat brothers. 
Um, shout out to all all, all my brothers, Kappa Kappa Psi, National mm. Honorary Band Fraternity. But um, Rob uh, Rob Holland, we were playing together and we were working in church, and I just realized that basically you got the right tool for the job for that particular job. That big horn I was playing wasn't the right one. It was great for doing support roles, but it wasn't great for lead. It's like the difference between rhythm guitar and lead guitar. Okay. So one is just there to support, one is there to, you know, solo and give. to give a different structure. Yeah. So playing in church, I mean, I grew up in church, which is really weird because my dad was Jehovah's Witness, my mom Baptist. So I was torn between the musical work, the spiritual work, or, you know, and what I wanted to do, knowing that music was where I'm trying to go with stuff. Yeah. How does it get all about me? When we talk, both be talking about liquor and girls with shorts? Hell no. What? <laughs> oh, no. Okay, no. I'm just. <laughs> Why yeah, did you do that? Why would you do that, Rufus? How <laughs> would you? Because I'm drinking soju no. and soju immediately. Look how much is gone. So nothing. So, yeah. so, so let's do this, right? Yeah, walk me back through it. Don't let me talk too much, but just make my question shorter. And Jay, I, Jay, I know you're producing, but but I'm uh, with you. Yeah. 2017, right? Let's let's let's, let's start you're jumping there. up. You want to go there? Okay. You want to go there yet or no? No, no, I mean, well, was it more that you wanted out of my backstory? I, I do, because it's interesting, Kyle, actually, about your parents. And you you had both of your parents growing up here in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your grandparents. Um, I still have my grandmother. Um, God bless. And that's my dad's mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently lost my mother's mother. Um, and she... Um, now we have her cat. So, her you know, her cat's running around with her spirit. So it's kind of funny. And what were they like? When what was that? Your, your grandparents' impact on your parents? On my parents? Yeah. I don't know. I just taught them to be good people. I mean, I never had any nonsense. I mean, I had to go outside of my family structure to find out what other people, you know, dealt with. You know, arguments, uh, fights, mm-hmm. different things. Like I had never seen a family fight until um, I went over to my cousin's house, which was <clears throat> they were directly in the alley behind my house just on the, um, you know, on my father's side. And one time it was, you know, it's it's like, you know, the siblings and then their adult uh, um, partners. And then, you know, so you got those people that, and those, those relationships. And this is in the 80s. So at some points they would just be a lot of friction. Mm-hmm. Never seen none of that in my family. Like I can say my uh, one side was Jehovah's Witness. The other side they were... Uh, Episcopal, but wasn't big religion in most and Baptist, but it wasn't a big religious talk on the other side. Oh, you like that, huh? His reaction is like, yeah. "Wow, soju, <laughs> soju." Am I saying this shit right? Hold on. Yeah, soju. I love the thing that you do, soju. <laughs> since we since we busting down quotes, nah, this is smacking. I ain't gonna hold you. I'm gonna <laughs> indulge a little more on that. Yep. So it's like uh, um, my 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 immediate, you know, my 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 dad had. Uh, um, let's see, that was six of them in total. So it was two brothers and three sisters, and out of the three sisters, one set was twins, and my mother had uh, um, one brother and three sisters. 
So it was just, I mean, we, and and my great grandmother lived with us growing up, yeah. and she she you know she was ninety nine when she passed, you know, so she brought a lot of you know she's the matriarch of the entire family on my mother's side. So it's just it just made me the good little kid. I couldn't act up. It's like being a PK or something where people are always looking at you. So with that kind of family structure, I mean. I mean, they they led me down a course where mostly good stuff. I didn't have any drug addicts or anything in the family. Nobody to leave that impression on me. I mean, alcohol, but you know, we drinking alcohol now. Just yeah. you know, enough to you know, they learned about it. They're like, hey, here's something for you because you're gonna need this. It's gonna... <laughs> I was like, thank you. <laughs> you going to need this. I'm like, could you imagine us not having this? <laughs> so with that so with that family structure, right? Mm-hmm. And and I I definitely can say that you are blessed. I mean, there are people there are I'll just speaking the 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 term or the, the lane that we're in tonight. A lot of musicians um that you hear about don't have those uh strong foundations. Um, somebody may have put something in their hand, or they just may have discovered it on their own. Um, but but what's crazy enough is the 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 the, the musicians that we had on the podcast thus far. You, we finally got the trio. We got you, we got Clarence, and we got um Aaron. Did you get Will? We, we had Will and Will. Okay. I'm sorry, the the, the the quartet. Um, so we had all for you and. All of y'all's backgrounds have been very f- filled with good foundation. And that's a blessing, right? Because I know that, you know, a lot of us may come from some, music may hit a little different or your music may come out different through, let's say, some type of struggle or through um, not having that, you know, foundation like that. Uh even hearing you sing, your vo- I wouldn't I would never think that you were from Baltimore. Hearing you sing, right? I always I always I always picture you being from New Orleans for mm. some reason. Anytime that I hear you sing, um, you give me very much like I want to call it. I don't know what era. We'll say between thirties and fifties, like New Orleans. You have like this. You have like this New Orleans like cry, <laughs> is what I call it. You know, when you sing "Happy Birthday" at at our house, uh, your, your birthday song. But anytime that you sing, you have like you have that New Orleans cry, that New Orleans blues. It's like really blues. You wonder what's crazy about that? What's up? <clears throat> that really comes from George Clinton. From yes. Father yeah, I hear that in him too. Because like when they from Ohio, what Cincinnati, Ohio? They from? No, nah, he's from Plainfield, New Jersey. Jersey, okay. Right. Who's from Ohio? The Ohio players? No. Oh, my God. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. He's, he's about to give you a P-Funk story, yo. <laughs> no, I mean, because, like, um, <clears throat> George Clinton, playing with George Clinton gave a different kind of uh, um aspect to the music. First of all, you just... You walking on the scene with somebody who's super established, who's who's got it all together. Yeah. You you're, you're out there, and then his whole premise is allowing people to create and be their best self. 
So, like, there's a song called Maggot Brain, if you're familiar with. If you're not, get familiar with it. But um, the whole story behind its, you know, its creation is Eddie Hazel was uh, um, tasked to uh, to play the song. They put together a wall full of amplifiers. And, like, I mean, like a wall full, like the biggest sound that you possibly can have. And then he asked him, you know, to think about the saddest thing he possibly could. And it was that he thought about his mother dying. And then he played what he played on this massive. It's like thinking that it's like it's like, let's say, if, if playing video games is your thing yeah. and you get to play on this major. He's a guitar. Huh? He's a guitar right? Yeah, guitar. Mm-hmm. And you get to play on this major uh this screen is like wow this is the biggest thing that's ever happened you get to get your sound to come through this biggest assortment of of amplification to take it to the level of stadium size like all of your dreams coming true every time you think the first time you get the basketball you about to dunk you thinking like oh okay everything that you aspire to because i mean all of that we all have done all of the same things we've all Mm -hmm. taken the football caught it ran turned around thinking you know this is about i'm about to go to the nfl <laughs> you know, I made one shot. I'm about to be in the in NBA. That's that's gonna be my future. That's mm-hmm. you know, like come on. But that but that's where it all comes from. You know, I, I, I that story. I know what you're talking about. I watched the documentary on okay. uh, Amazon Prime about Parliament and all of them like that. Right. When when were you playing with P Funk? This would be two thousand. No, I mean, because he wants you to get to the other stuff. He's like, man, how you gonna whistle name? <laughs> he about to, he lead, yeah. You want we can, These are the stories. Yo, these are great stories. Yo. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I stopped teaching in. Why can't I get dates? I, that's the one thing I was thinking about. I say, I'm going to get over there. They're going to ask me dates. And I'm supposed to sit there and think time about frame. the time frame. I know it, I was teaching at Parkville Middle School. So I want to say that's 2007. So August 31st, we would have had a gig down at the uh, um, Rams Head Live. So uh, um, I was teaching. Yeah, I was definitely teaching at Parkville. I uh, um, this, was when, this was in the MySpace era. Because I had a page and I got a friend request from a band called Now Child Nation and the Funkaholics. And what happened was the guy who was running the page was the stepfather of one of my kids that I was teaching at Oak, at the, uh, Parkville Middle School. And during my winter concert, uh, he, you know, we did such a good job or whatever, whatever. Okay. He reached out and then, you know, friended my, um, my, my MySpace page at the time. And, you know, needless to say, I was like, hey, what is this? Funkaholics. I mm-hmm. said, Funk, that's that's my bag right there. Let me find out. So I find out that it's him. And uh, um, so then they're like, we got this gig. We're supposed to open for George Clinton. Yeah, we need some horn players. You know, you be down? I was like, heck, heck yeah, we be down. I had brought my partner, Ron Rowland, in. We came in. We was like, we about to get this. We're going to get it. We go we play our little music. And then uh, um, the uh, um, our drummer... His father was the trumpet player for P-Funk. And for uh, more than whenever, he just got like kids from his school or different things, and they would mm-hmm. just get this once-of-a-lifetime opportunity just stowed on him, you know. But this time, he got a chance to see some people that look like him. Like, what? Like, where these guys come from? Hey, come on out here, guys. Y'all know Flashlight? And we was like, yeah. 
And next thing we on the stage, I mean, when I tell you this experience was like nothing, I mean, I even saw naked titties that day. Like, just because, like, out of nowhere. How old like, were you? But you were teaching, so you were, you was, I was you were a, up I, age. Oh, I was, I didn't say that they was my first titties. You said it like I was you, at a show playing my horn, and mm. no time in the world of me playing my horn did it equate with titties. Understood. <laughs> up, up to that point. You understand Understood. what I'm saying? Understood. It's like you get, it's like George Clinton is smoking weed on stage, walking around, blowing whistles like, and they, they just like, ah. I'm like, what is happening? And then his granddaughter come out, she starts doing a whole rap about sativa. And I was like, what's her name? She said, I'm the sativa diva. I said, what? I was like, this is mind blowing. I said, and this was definitely before some dispensary, uh, um, yeah. illegal, whatever. It was like they in the middle of this show doing what they want to do, saying what they want to say, expressing themselves how they want to express themselves. And as I studied the P Funk, as I learned more of the P Funk, as I embraced that experience and the experience moving forward, it taught me to you know, to, to give of myself. You know, Gary Scheider, the one that wore the diaper, that was a good friend of mine. And Gary would always say, you know, he he would always laugh. He was like, man, I wish I had to pick the hat. You said pick the hat? Yeah, because I wear the hat with the feathers from people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's, it's a recognizable icon yeah. that people will know that are from that era or from that place. Mm-hmm. Then as soon as they see me, then they like, oh, that's that guy. Yeah. You know, a lot. Of, sometimes people don't. You know, like you could be the fourth O. I mean, like the third OJ or the fourth four top, mm-hmm. and they don't know who you are. They know the people that they know that sing their parts. They might recognize you in the club. Like, oh yeah, you the one to be. Ain't you the one to be with Jay all the time? Yeah. Like yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like mm-hmm. is your cousin or something. And he, he real strong, right? Like, <laughs> like I, you know, I know I him. You, yeah. He be with you. Like, ain't you, you know them together, yeah. Same, same, you know, vice versa, same, didn't me, but that's how it be. <laughs> Talk about some, the one that's real strong. <laughs> the one that's real, yeah. <laughs> Won't you stop playing so much? Look, man, I'm just. No, I'm laughing. I'm laughing. You know, I'm sidebar. You know, I'm laughing because anytime we see you at our house, it's all like. It's this. Bro. <laughs> sidebar to everybody. We purposely don't let we don't go up. You know, what I mean, we we have a certain uh, clearance with you, Clarence, the band, and everybody like that. But I think it's hilarious that we'll just stay in the cut. We'll be mind, really minding our business, yo, drinking our drink, and then Rufus come over like, "Well, I'm gonna just stand like y'all." You know what I'm saying? Cause, <laughs> <laughs> I want to be part of the strong nigga group tonight, so yeah. and we really just be chilling. But that I. Sidebar and again, I, I really appreciate that that we have that relationship with you that you know, like, yo, I'm gonna talk to my guys, but I know I gotta get them every time we see you. We call you Uncle Rufus. We don't even call you just Rufus. So every time we see Uncle Rufus, we like, yo, here he come, and, and I, I'll, I'll nudge, I'll nudge Jay like, here he come, bro. Look, here he come. He about to say some wild shit as soon as he come. But over. it's consistent. <laughs> it is. It is. Consistent. It's consistent is love though, and we and we enjoy it. We enjoy it, but it's just it's always like that little. That little piece of uh, family reunion time that we have, and as soon as you walk up, what's up? 
I told him that Ice Cube wasn't going to stand and test it. Oh, yeah. That know. shit been. <laughs> the, the, the ice is drunk at this point. Right. Like, he's like, God damn. I told y'all the soju ain't, ain't to be played with. And it's, oh. and it's nice. You ain't even had none yet. Nah, I can't nah, wait till you get to your side. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I apologize, but no, go ahead. Because, you know, I don't. I can't say too much. No, I mean, you said you. Did, I mean, we don't even know where we at now because I've been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I seriously don't. I'm just here. I'm hey. happy. I mean, if any of y'all single ladies out there is trying to figure out if y'all can get with a man like me, all you gotta do is be like, "Let me try." <laughs> I mean, I'm from Emerson Village. I wear a size 13 shoe. I mean, where we at, Jay? Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Those who can't dance, clap their hands to it. You heard? <laughs> what? <laughs> we at 40, yeah. We 40, yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm saying, where we at in the uh, conversation? Where you want to take it, sir? Nah, I'm good. I'm not mad. I'm really asking you. He was so trying to take it someplace, man. We was like, man, you trying to go there? And we was like, I don't know. <laughs> so it depends. Now, have you ask played, the people. Have you played with any? Uh, I'll ask the people. Have you played with anyone else? Like who? Played with P-Funk. Anybody? You? I played with uh, uh, Rough Ends. Really? Yeah, I was. All right, tour spot dates. What we did, we uh, um, Rough Ends was coming back. There's a um, there's a guy named Will. What is Will? Yeah, Will Star. Will Star. We grew up together. Um, went to church together, and during the time when uh, um, David Chance left uh, um, Rough Ends, which is a two man group, um. Will Star came in and they started a rejuvenational period. This was around the time we did the, um, my band Rufus Roundtree and the Be My Brass Factory. Uh, we did uh, um, we opened for One Twelve and for Drew Hill at the Horseshoe, Ooh. and uh, um, that's when Will Star was in. And then you know, next thing we know, Will Star's out and Dave Chance is back in. So it's sort of like it the when when uh, um. I guess there was a time in, you know, his life, you know, personal life. I mean, when you got a two-man group, you you, you got a, a distinctive sound that you're looking for. You're looking for the two people that actually are the participants of that. So they did try a run, a run of that, and eventually when the two reconnected, uh, Chi and uh, um, and Dave, they got the, um, they, they, their little thing together. So, you know... Then they reconnected. So in the reconnection port, um, they were coming back for um, Afram. So we they put together a full band, full project with uh, um, two keys, guitar, bass, um, drums, um, and horn section. So it was me and Clarence Ward. We were the horn section for mm -hmm. um, Rough End. So we did that little coming back project and just some spot dates after that and then you know we just are also busy doing what we do Clarence is doing this project we do this project together which is the brass band and you know whatever else you know comes around from that but that's I would say you know like and then I had another band called Let the Monkey Go where we're all P-Funk uh, um, all-stars you know in some capacity mm -hmm. lived in baltimore and then we just come together and we're doing p-funk music so we did that for a time and then right now our our drummer is the current touring drummer with p-funk so it's like That's dope. Yes. Wow. so it's like okay guess we're not doing this one right now so then and then our um, guitar player just moved to north carolina so it's just like you know life does what life does and mm -hmm. it pushes you in whatever you know capacity if if you got it in you it'll push you to pull, pull it yeah. out if not and you know it'll push you to 
get out the way for somebody who else is ready. Have you um have you went international? Like you went overseas with the music, with your music. My music has made it, but child support has kept me here in the country. Yeah, I'm one of those guys. Not a bad guy, but um, when I did get uh, divorced, I got caught in a situation where it's uh, um, eh, I'm not I'm not quite there yet. Eventually, I'll be uh, ready to get out. But I did have a tune called "Me Think Me Love You" that was picked up uh, by um, uh, produced by DJ Pope that we did a house version of, and uh, um, that was picked up by Musoul Recordings over in the UK. And shortly after its release, I looked up and I found myself on over 100 different mixtapes in um, Johannesburg, South Africa. And I was like, what? Wow. What? Wow. People in South Africa don't know who I am? Wow. Because see, Muso, you know, like Mark Evans is also a Muso recording artist. Mark Evans from Baltimore. Shout out to him. And he had a video where they shot the video over there but they had a actor stand in and lip sync all of his parts and it just gave the visual of that was the performer I might have felt more comfortable like the way that they had to, um, set it up if they had different people picking up the role or different things but it just was so confusing to any consumer like you know you're trying to market your brand and then they got a whole nother face singing your words yeah you know, so that was the one of the holdups. So we did another uh, release on that that um, DJ Pope did. So it's another remix. Uh, I can't sit here and be like, yeah, I know it like that. Because, I mean, like some some music, when you listen to it, it just, you know, it sticks to you. And it's just what it is. Yeah. So it's kind of hard when you remix it to be like, you know, it's like, I don't remember having that child. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but yeah. the analogy, I, I get it, though. I get it. Like, yeah, this, this was a Billie Jean shit. Like, it's like, that's my child. Like, I, I usually do a better job raising. Like, <laughs> he said usually. <laughs> like, like you, you do know me, right? Like, I don't recognize you at all. <laughs> so so on a, on a collab tip, right, mm-hmm. to, to bring it back to the U.S., um, mm-hmm. you were featured in, uh, let me make sure I say this right, Beneath the Beat. Mm. No, what's it called? Dark City. Dark City. Mm-hmm. Dark City. Uh, beneath which, the Beat. So, See, okay. that was part my, of it, but fault, this is the fault. second part. Like, mm-hmm. Dark City beneath the uh, beneath the Beat. So you were featured, uh, which a, a prevalent part of um, the newer club scene or the newer house music of Baltimore. Um, but you were featured on that, and along with uh, local artists uh, Ernest Third and so in Mighty Mark and so many other people. Um, how was your your time with that, and and meeting up with all the people and creating that process and being a part of that? First, shouts out to TT the artist for the concept, the idea, the welcoming um, yeah. into the project, all that goes with it. Just you know, making it happen. I can say I'm. You know, it's like. You can invite certain people to a party, but they bring certain energy with them, and <laughs> sometimes it's the right one that's going to knock it out the park, yeah. and sometimes it's not. I can say this time it's one of the ones that, that, that is. You know, it's like we got to Lexington Market to do this shoot, and it was like uh, um, 
everything about regulations and rules was about to kick everybody out the building. No filming was going to happen today. None of the stuff that we planned. None of the, you know, it's just like whatever, whatever. And it was the kind of thing where, because I had a working relationship with Lexington Market, I got right on the phone with the person, and in a couple seconds, we filmed all of those shots, everything that they came in. So I, I know that everything happened for a reason. So it, it wasn't like one person was dependent. You know, it's like you were where you were supposed to be, this was supposed to happen, this was supposed to happen, and because you did what, you know, this, these things come your way. So it's it was all karma, uh, that's all that was. Mm. So uh, um, the experience, it started with uh, um, a uh, um, event at the wind-up space that TT was curating, uh, you know, it's just me coming in as a, XP funk guy, just you know, a music guy in Baltimore, whatever, whatever. And she was like, you know, you know what you're doing, blah blah blah. We we did a collaboration, put me on the show, did something with Cariz and Easy, and then the song itself, Hey Baltimore, just was hitting. Yeah, you know, like uh, uh, shouts out to DJ Class, appreciate you. If y'all know DJ Class, you know that I'm the ish or I'm the shit. That DJ Class, yeah. he a uh, uh, friend, of, good friend of mine. We uh, um, he he. He was at my high school prom. He took uh, one of one of the girls to the prom. You know that's how far we go back. That's he cool. was a member of the Morgan State University Magnificent Marching Machine with me as well. He played cymbals in the band, and then uh, um, he left to be a DJ. We was on uh, Facebook one day. I was like, "Yo, you heard my new track?" He's like, "What you got a new track? Send it to me." Let me see what it is. Oh man, it's fire! This is fire! This is fire! I'm about to put this on my show. He put it on the show. They was like, what is this? The same song that I tried to give to some of these DJs here. I ain't going to say no names. I should right now because this would be the perfect time to say it. But like, um, like. <laughs> well, well, I'm, la- I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I'm like, oh, shit, we better get shut down. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> now nah, say their names. Nah, nah, he said, I'm going to say that shit. I'm just saying, no, I mean, I put Say it out there. He, no, look, they played that song. Next thing I know, DJ Booby was like, yo, Booby played guns. it. DJ uh, um, Class, they kept playing it on Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. Facebook Live, boom, boom, boom. This thing started moving from that party. It was like, yo, and then I just jump on the live. They'd be like, yo, we actually got Rufus on here. I'm talking to people. Yeah. We got a little crew or whatever. It's like, yeah. hey, whatever, we in the crew. It felt good. Next up. thing I know, so then, so now... <clears throat> the same song that these people I tried to get the CD to, tried to get his music to, same song that I gave it to that they wasn't playing. Next thing I know, it's on the radio. Most requested song for a Baltimore artist. Hey, Baltimore? Or yeah. What? Hey, Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's 2017. That? Hold on. Exactly. Hold on. That song been around. That song came out 17? I think what sixteen might have been. What song? Hey Baltimore. Hey, what? We Wait, been, I don't think we sang. I don't think we think into the same song. No, we think about. I'm talking about the song. I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. No, I no. was there. I know. I know you were there. We weren't. So I, I, had, I don't think we. This song has had lives. This one. Yes. Nah. Play it. Turn bro. it up. Turn it up. Keep talking over it though. No, I'm just saying it's had lives. We, I mean, we did That's some stuff crazy. with it. I tried to do something with the the Baltimore Brigade. You know, that was their song. It, 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 if you go to the see, you know, to the um, arena football games. I mean, we we did some stuff. You know, before we even before we even made it to TT. And then once we did that, you know, like I, I got I got four outfits in the movie. 
you know, I'm, I'm in different Bro. scenes. Right. It's like, you know, the song is on the soundtrack. The first thing, the first music the first you, hear you hear when the, the when the movie comes up is my voice. It's like, what? I saw that on the big screen. The first time I seen it was was at the um, the theater on Charles Street. So that that's where we did the okay. first premiere. And I was like, wow, man, like like this is dream. Like that's me right there. And then we did the mother scenes. You know, it's like. I, you know, I did my own. You know, mm-hmm. shout out to Rose and congratulations on the baby. I did some of my own wardrobe stuff because you know they was trying to make it. I, I'm, 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 you know, it, you I are, did what you I are. Did. You, yeah, yeah, they, they, they were trying to impersonate you. And I was, yo, I was like really proud. Like I was really proud of you because, like, like I said, us meeting you five years ago, and then I think around the same time we met Ernest. If not, if not, like a year or two later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a big difference. Though. Like, like, yeah, like yeah. a year or two later, but I mean, to not to to just listen to your music or just listen listen to you and and find you uh, two years later as well, F- seeing that first performance in 2017, mm-hmm. then you skip two years later, and then you know we're going to uh, Terra Cafe more on Monday nights and seeing you there and. Uh, Getting to know you, developing a relationship from there, a rapport, developing a rapport, but then turning it into a relationship and a friendship, and then at the same time, Ernest, you know, we, we're we're developing the same thing with with Ernest. It's like when I watched it for the first time um, last uh, was it last year? I think during COVID, either last year. Um, it came out on my. Um my father's birthday was April the fifteenth. Yeah. You know, he's been gone for years, but God bless. it came out on April the fifteenth. I yeah. was like, "Wow!" You know, it's like because it was supposed to come out at South by Southwest, and that was the first announcement of closings of an event during the COVID. Uh, yeah. um, you know, it was like they was like South by Southwest not gonna happen, and they was like, "What?" That's where it was going to be released. I mean, if mm. we've been doing film festivals up and down, you know, I've been, you know, I went to a couple of them, went yeah. to the online situation. So, I mean, TT was working, making some things happen. At this time, she was already, she had already had music on Insecure. She was already working with Issa Rae. Oh, wow. So, when Issa Rae picked up the, the ball with that, she became the executive producer. And that whole push to get the Netflix thing to happen was just opening doors. You know, we caught. We caught a lot of flack from people that had nothing to do with the situation that were feeling like, I got left out. And it was like, nah, she opened up the door for everybody to be a part of the conversation, to be a contributing factor. And this was not a historical documentary. This is not a historical documentary. This is a documentary of music that's happening now. And it's basically like a commercial. Okay. It's basically a commercial. So the music that's on it can be presented in a video format to an extent to give yeah. you some kind of visual to support what's happening with the artist or the sound of now. It doesn't hit all of the places because some of those places that historically were there are no longer available to be there because the participants are no longer with us. And for whatever form or fashion reason that, 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 that compels that to be, if, if whether you know they just don't do the music anymore, whether... You know, the vibe is no longer created or, you know, they're no longer with us in the flesh, you know. But it's like you can still pay homage. You can still be like, you know what? Well, this is what the music is. Like how we go the difference between Lil and Lore. Same, you know, it's (laughs) like you understand that, you know, shit ain't going to be the same way. If you stuck on that, then you're never going to, you know, you might as well just, you're done. 
because there's progression. Yeah. It's always going to change. It's always going to be something different. You might want it to be as much as you want it to be without powers. You're not going to make it be any different. Right. So, yeah. And I also got a shout out uh, China. China. You know China's daughter was in that. China's daughter was no, in that. I didn't know that. Yeah, so China's daughter. Where, where, uh, what's Sh- saying? Shatira. Uh, the, the scene is, is yellow and they're dancing. Okay. Yeah, she, uh, she's one of the dancers. Yeah, her oh, daughter's in there. That's the Cherry Hill dance. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's it's a great documentary. If, if anybody out there, if y'all have not checked this out and you really want to know what Baltimore's all about, because we're not just uh, we twos and chicken boxes. Yeah, and we're not just negative. You know what I'm saying? The, the negatives that you guys may hear about our city is not that. So please, if there's a if there's any documentary that that you're gonna highlight about Baltimore having fun and just bringing some positivity to the city. Uh, Dark City Beneath the Beat is definitely what you want to check out. And um, yes, it's on Netflix, not YouTube. I always gotta tell people. Yeah, it's like, on Netflix. It's not like like please treat this like it's a major situation. Yeah. Like everything make this doesn't joint trend. End we gotta up. make this joint trend. Like yeah, I, want, no. I want to see it trending. Appreciate that, definitely. You know. Nah, but um, yeah. So you know, to 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 get back to giving more flowers, like uh, to to. I think your overall presence, Rufus, is um, what cap what captivates. Hope that's the right word. What captivates people, or at least what captivated me, um, to want to hear more from you. You know, uh, the first time, like I said, the first time I heard you, you actually said, like, you know, I'm I just dropped my single, or my single is out. Me think me love you, mm-hmm. right? Which was the intro song to this to this episode, and. For some up, y'all took the off the wall. I mean, on, on the wall off. What? Because I said city fiber. Yeah, that's why. Hater. Okay. Go back <laughs> <to me. laughs> no, no. I think the song just ended. No, the song just ended. Um. Nah, but 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 hearing that hearing that joint and giving giving your like your blend of Baltimore house club music and that and that sultry jazz, you know that blend that blend of that was just like amazing. Um. But then, unfortunately, it was like, damn, that was like one of the only songs that we could like find. And then there were some other joints out there. But then you just put us on to the new joint. You said off was it off or on? On the wall. On Everybody the hanging on the wall. Yes. Music and that yeah, joint. That joint. Yeah, that's there. We go. It's right there. Right there, <clears> waiting for <throat> me. So we're gonna slide over to that. That's uh, produced by Vaughn Vargas. That's uh, Josh Lay on the track. And your boy Rufus Roundtree. Yeah. Um, Michael Miller is on background vocals, and I think he wrote parts of it. So I just want to make sure everybody getting their love. But that's a whole CD that we did for my um, my alma mater, Baltimore City College. Uh, um, bunch of city artists, and uh, um, we all just come together to show what we can do for the world. Go yeah. give me some. Give me, give me okay, some. Okay, okay. I'll give him a little something. So here's uh, Rufus Roundtree, and who else? Josh Lay. All right. On the wall. Stroll up the hill, make sure I look my best. People coming from the town, south, north, east, and west. And before we learn today, take a look around, tell me what you see. Everybody hanging on the wall. Ladies in the squad, watch them do their roll call. Fellas, stop to before we ball. Music jumping, coming from them cars. She rock left, right, showing off. Had to stop and let her know that I'm a ball. So come up here and chill up on this wall. Cause everybody's 
hanging on the wall. <laughs> we can edit that out. Edit that out. We can forget about it. My city forever. Very forgettable. Ever, ever. Day goes by. Cool kids chilling with the nerds and geeks. Handle biz top billing. Had some food for the mind. Met a fly girl too. Now I'm on my way home. That's just how nice do. Wake up, go again. Same flow back up to here. He was probably in the song. Like this. <laughs> there goes that dog. And before we learn today, take a look around. Tell me what you see. Everybody hanging on the wall. Ladies in the squad, watch them do their roll call. Before we ball, music jumping coming from them cars. Yeah, yeah. So, and definitely, uh, we gotta check that out. Make sure y'all download that, stream load, uh, stream load, <laughs> download it, stream it. That is a uh, Rufus Rufus Roundtree uh, with the on the wall featuring Josh Lay. Josh Lay. Okay. So yeah, let's let's make sure we uh keep that joint going because that is a that's a vibe. I ain't gonna hold you. I like it. Hey, I appreciate it. I, nah, that's a vibe. I'm trying to get out there and do a, do the Drake that's a thing. Vibe. If I could do the Drake thing where I just get on a bunch of tracks, <laughs> okay, you know, like hey, y'all need me to do a hook because like I did one. It's like a hook I did on something called Oysters uh, with uh, um Eva Eva Rhymes. You know, she just. You know, like I'd be watching Facebook, they'd be like, Hey, I wish somebody could sing this hook right here. I'd be like, This hook? And I send it back to him. Like, yeah. <laughs> you mean this one right here? Like, come to the studio. You see the oysters? Uh-uh, nah, what's oh, okay. what's the Baltimore music scene like? Because we hear we hear it from Clarence, we hear it from Spence, we hear it from Aaron. And I think one of the uniting factors of it is it's tough, difficult to break through, and it's difficult to get paid. Pay what you're worth. It's not so difficult because people pay what they pay for what they want when they want something. So it's really about being in the right cliques or the right circles or having the right people, uh, the the tastemakers, whoever they may be. If they mm-hmm. give you the past, then you can get it. If you are just out here trying to do your thing, then yes, it ain't shit out here because it ain't it ain't it, it is what it is. Now uh, prior to t- Prior to COVID, there was a different environment. There were things happening. I mean, my band was just, we just did the- uh, um, What's the name of your band? Rufus Roundtree and the Be More Brass Factory. Mm-hmm. We were the, uh, um, Baltimore City had us do the um, New Year's Eve Spectacular on my birthday, uh, which is New Year's Day down mm-hmm. at the harbor with the, you know, the, the fireworks and all that kind of stuff. So we were on the precipice of- you know something big something major you know like i've done all the work of, you know we we've, we've opened for the grammy award winning rebirth brass band we've opened for the soul rebels we've you know like if uh we played uh alongside what trombone shorty and different things or whatever we just were supposed to open for him uh this past month at the hammer jacks actually and uh, unfortunately they had a venue issue that caused that show to be canceled but I do know, uh, you know, like 
you know, rebirth will be here on the first of October. You know, so it's 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 at the point now where the artists that I used to frequent and, you know, work with because travel was open at the time, the cities were open, is you know, they, they just have been gone. They've been it's, it's it just hasn't happened in two mm-hmm. years. And you know, now it's like outside is open and they're deciding that oh, okay, yeah, COVID's over. Yeah, COVID it, should be over it, now. It, it, I guess it's you been know. Long enough. It's like, um, what do we have? What do we have to do before to qualify for you know COVID status meaning something? COVID status means something when people die, when the numbers go up, when you can equate numbers to money. So if you can't equate numbers to money, then you got to let that fizzle out, basically. Right. And that's where we are. We're at the point where we can't kill people. We can't just say, "Huh, we got a bunch of people dying, so now we can make this happen." We can't. It's not happening. Because whatever the strain or whatever was happening at that time is not happening at this time. It, we're not saying it didn't happen at the time that it happened. Just, we're saying that at this time, dissipated. It's not qualifying an emergency. It's not qualifying staying home, people getting you know monies uh, released, that kind of thing. Right. The monkeypox, for some reason, is not qualifying an emergency. It scared, scared, it scares me to death. All of these things are scary. Hell yeah, they are. And it's like... Because <clears throat> they're very possible. I mean, the so. thing is that you don't have anything to, to, to bounce it off of. You can't, you can't say from history that that happened before and it wasn't... And you know, that, that it's like, oh, it just faded out. That wasn't even mm-hmm. nothing to worry about. Like snowstorms. You can be like, well, I had a snowstorm before and it wasn't like what I thought it, it was like going to yeah. be. You know, it was forecasted to be mm-hmm. boom, 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 and it ended up being this. That's not what we have. We have no tangible place of data that we can go to to say that okay based on you know this i can reasonably assume that this will be the outcome there's no reasonable assumption and that's what the problem is Mm. if we could ever think that you know like well you know we can get through this we don't know what we can get through we can only get through what they let us get through today because if tomorrow all of a sudden everybody got bumps all on them everybody gonna be like i don't think we can get through this this is crazy I mean, so right now, oh, you know, that's so we got to take a hold of whatever society allows us to 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 work in. I mean, it was to the point where you know I was scared to death. I had my mask. I couldn't breathe. You know, take to put the mask on. Then it's like, well, you know, I got it on my chin now. Do I care? Do I wash my hands enough? I do wash my hands way more than I ever did before in life. I do not touch certain things. I do have rituals that must take place before you ever think about doing something. Before I was. You know, it's like, you know, these are common sense things that maybe had we been practicing before, we would have avoided the opportunities for things to spread. But I digress. I'm not I'm not into that. Yeah. I'm just supposed to be playing a trombone. Sometimes, you know, you know, it, 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 I digress. So <laughs> given the opportunity that we now have where outside this opening people are finding themselves more comfortable being in situations i have an opportunity to play a little bit more because i offer a particular you know kind of uh, style of music that even in the midst of COVID, we were still working yeah y'all were everywhere y'all were everywhere i mean they put us on a boat and we rode through the harbor there was like five different ports around the thing, and we just played a concert with speakers. They just had speakers and just like let's let's sail this thing around and mm-hmm. like, but that's not something that every band could do. Why not? So 
because it's just not in their wheelhouse. You know, it's like being able to provide some kind of music that can touch more than one type of people, being able to provide some kind of music that besides touching that they can actually appreciate. You know, it's like I give people, I, I mean, I was told by a redneck one time, that garment boy, you had me out here dancing. I said, what? What did that mean to you? It, like, like, not the, you know, yeah. What it meant you? that you saw me for my contribution, mm-hmm. and if 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 that's all that needed to happen, then that's all that needed to happen. If you could recognize that you saw me for my contribution and take the time out to tell me that you saw me for my contribution, when he said this was at the Rams hit, he said, <laughs> he said, that gummit, you had me dancing, but, but I I didn't expect to dance." That that's real though. I've had a homeless lady give me her change. Damn. That's real. That's real. Now, that's real. Because I'm trying to give people something that they can appreciate, that they know is for them. That I'm not doing it for me. I I could care less. I'm I, What I get out of it is what I spend in, in the music giving. You know, that's it fair. feels good. It was like... I did something of service. You got it. That made me feel great. So I mean, mm-hmm. we would like I say, we were down Lexington Market one time, and that lady came and she put them put her chains down there, and she meant it. But we gave her something that changed her day at that moment. I try to do music that touches people or that can you know can affect you in what you're doing that you can take away that you have something that like oh we gone but we sang something that was so repetitious that it sticks in your spirit and you can hold on to the joy you felt in that moment that 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 happened so you can take that moment with you tangibles everything got to be about a tangible you got to be able to take away it's got to be something that like hey man we was at the, we was at your podcast and you had said something about the more you drink, <laughs> the better you think. Come on now, <laughs> I'm just saying you had a takeaway. Absolutely, all, all of it. You know, it's like man, we we got something out of that. I went out there, I didn't waste my time. Right, I didn't waste my time. Yeah, that's real. I came out to the Monday night jam session. I didn't waste my time. It didn't cost me nothing. Never waste time. It, 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 uh, um, it was a bunch of artists up there. I saw all the kids from Peabody. I saw the musicians, and they, I mean they don't play the music I listen to on the radio every day, but they. They, they, they bought were good the history. They, yeah. they bought the history back. They mm-hmm. made it. And then I saw this little, I, I, they said the boy was only 19 years old. And then his, his little sister, 18 years old. But 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 but, yeah, but we can take that back to when they was 12 and 11 or, you know, yeah. or whatever. I mean, we've been watching them for years grow. And they are greatness. That That is that is the actual aging of the Mizumbamba uh, Mizunara, Mizunara. Well, what is it, man? Come on, what's 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 the thing? I don't know. Oh, oh, the uh, the whiskey. That's the, the actual aging oh, of the Mizunara. 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 I know you said Miz, but I wanted to say it was a high. Uh, I, I wanted to make fault. it a high. I want. I just wanted to make it long. I got no a GED, bro. Look, I didn't. I went to City College yeah, and then I, I graduated GED, from Morgan State and University. This, and this is where our paths take different. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but. All I'm saying is in that position. Right. It's like, so So, what does aging in a barrel mean? It means that they get a special kind of wood that when you put this alcohol in it, it changes its color, it pulls flavors, it puts, it, it, it inputs characteristics into something that came 
before. It's way. Yeah. All all this all this liquor is doing is coming its way. It's not a part of it. It's just it's just got to stay here for a while. But it takes part of its characteristics, mm-hmm. and that's that's all you know that, that that happens in these kind of things is being in that environment that exposes characteristics to be you know moved around to be exchanged all that all that kind of stuff all that good stuff yeah that's all man this soji was good so so with all of that said shit is man you're still working you've been working through the pandemic mm-hmm. thank you for keeping me on track who, who have you been working for because I, I i've no i think i've noticed something well say what you think you noticed because i don't think i'm on the same page as you but good <laughs> it, se- it seems like <laughs> you get a lot of the mainstream dollars. Not, I'm, I don't, I'm not, not not that you get a lot of the name sh- mainstream press. Uh, here's the thing. Yeah. I have an and and um, it's called a hold on. What is it called? Uh, um, what's it called when people people talk about you when you're not there? What's that thing called? Talking about you behind your back? No. Reputation. 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 Prestige. I think it's it's like I have performed with some of the greatest musicians around here. We put together an, uh, you know a package where we perform in a way that people are moved, mm-hmm. and it's on a what's that word we used earlier when we were talking about some interactions consistent basis it's on it's it's, it's very consistent okay so the consistency of of the performance that i deliver on the level of it has made it to the point where people talk about it they're like they're like look man we just we heard about you and we heard that you shut down the show or you can do this or this this like like cuz i'm i'm uh, um headlining again the pig town uh, um festival that's going to be october the 8th um we're doing the uh, um bramble fest bramble festival which is out at camp Bramblewood. i'm sorry ramble i don't want the b to be in there okay this camp ramblewood maryland Darlington, Maryland. That's going to be October the seventh, where mm-hmm. we're uh, actually. I think we're filling in for the High and Mighty Brass Band. They weren't able to be a part of the this year's festivities, so uh, they just booked us. And that's the Ramble Festival. So I got the Ramble Festival, the Pigtown Festival, and I know we got just you know. So we get we get these good gigs because of the reputation that we we do. We we give them what people are looking for a little bit more than than you asked for and we just consistently work i got a high quality of musician even if i you know my band is called the factory because sometimes everybody can't be there but we put out the same kind of people so i'll I'll fill Mm. in with you know you know something that's consistent how did you meet your musicians so we we know spence we know clarence um a man who plays bass and uh, uh sousaphone jason jason um, how, how did you get to these guys? Because they weren't always the soul. Jason, I got from the session itself. So okay. it's like, uh, um, and it's kind of weird. He came to the session on a night where I had hired about six or seven of the musicians that came from Peabody mm-hmm. for uh, something that the church I was playing at. I was a full time drummer, but 
I'm, a, I'm also a horn contact, and they wanted to do something brassy, big brass or whatever. So I brought in all the horn players. He just happened to come with all the guys. And he's like, you know what? I just want to come. I, I think you guys are going to be good, you know, whatever. I just, you know, I just want to see things. And that's what he did. So pretty much everybody that was on the gig, they played that gig, they got it. And then Jason got every other gig after that. Hmm. It was just his spirit, his uh, um, enthusiasm. I mean, I put him... He's another one of the people that the first time he played in the style that 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 he's played was because of me. The first time he's been you know played under amplification, you know, which is which is really something. It's what like, do you mean by amplification I, it's, uh, for the audience? It's yeah. like all right, so you play in a band, you know, you're just part of a mm-hmm. you know a big team, a really big team, but you just feel like you're a small member. But somebody who plays in front of a microphone or plays on it there, like, again, we talked about rhythm guitar, lead guitar, and their roles and in, in, in in that kind of thing. It's like, as long as you're in the background, most people are okay with things. Like, oh, yeah, I'm just in the background. When you put a two, when you put a microphone inside the instrument, mm. you no longer are in the background. No matter what you do, everything is being recorded. It's it's on, you know, it's it's, it's, it's out there. It's so it's 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 all it's almost like the first time, you know, like you play drums and you 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 play drums with a microphone on it. It's the sound. Yeah. It's just it's just it's official. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like. You know, like not just scoring a touchdown, but scoring a touchdown when your when your name is in the lights, uh, and 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 when you're on the big screen, the jumbotron or something like right. that. That feeling from being able to achieve something that could happen on a small scale, but to be received in large scale, is what makes the the whole difference in that that whole. Experience. So what was that like for Jason then? So for him, it just it was a it was a new thing. You know, it's like putting the you know putting that bell in there just changes it. it it makes your instrument like wanted mm-hmm. needed yeah, yeah it's like oh man i'm actually in this yeah. i'm not just you know it's not just i'm just here mm-hmm. i'm here i'm you know it's like so it became a whole whole new thing it's like oh man this is a whole nother revenue stream that, that i didn't even know existed you know i became a different level of performer once i got under this particular influence and that's what I continue to do because like what people don't understand a lot is that my band doesn't rehearse it's mm. orchestrated by mm. me as it's and it's not like I mean to an extent it's like I'm the the conductor the maestro so it's like if I can get you to do this get you to do that let's make this happen on cue let's do this let's do that so that's me doing the instrumental thing that part of it it's not, you know, it's not, I'm not changing your talent. I'm bringing your talent out. Gotcha. The same way George Clinton would say, let me bring this talent out of you. Let me bring this cry out of you. Let me bring, you know, this sound. Let me, you know, you could do your thing over there. Do your thing, but put your thing right here. You know, it's like, so you become the producer. And that's all. So when you do that, um, are, are you taking, are you taking the philosophy and the uh, blueprint I guess we can call it a blueprint from George um, to, I guess, input that in your own band. As far as like just letting everybody be be their own creative, but letting them, but showing them when to input it. It, it comes from here first. Yeah. Then here. So if if I feel it, then I hear it. Yeah. Whatever that is, whatever that is. Yeah whatever that is. If it means I'm supposed to play, if it means I'm supposed to shut up, if it means you're supposed to play more, you're supposed yeah. to, whatever that is, that's what 
comes under the producer thing. And so if that's on me, then it's just going to be like, you know, bring that out. You know, let's let this happen. I mean, it's many a times that you just, you, you, you allow the music to be like a drug to an extent. Mm. So you can't control it. You just got to ride it out. You know, it's like if you can put all the elements where they're supposed to be, you know, you got Clarence at his strengths, Will at his strengths, Jason at his strengths, uh, Teddy at his strengths, you know, Ethan, you pull them together, everybody, you know, I mean, I'm singing good, we all, you know, harmonizing well, then we just trying to, you know, it's like, what's the what's the end goal? Mm-hmm. The end goal is to make the people that listen to it have a great experience. Because that's really y'all's, like, how I, how I view, how I view your, uh, your jam sessions. Um, even though you guys have certain standards and and certain music that you play, but no, there's no um complacency in how it's played. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So like anytime, I mean, you may even if you do have this the same set, like let's say six songs or however many ten songs, right? You have the same set list, but any person that comes up there. Even yourself included, Clarence included, Aaron, Will Spence, anybody else that comes up there, nobody gives the same. Nobody gives the same each time they go up there. It could be the same song for the for ninety days, but nobody gives the same rendition or nobody gives the same energy. But nobody does with anything in life, right? I mean. It's just like a conversation. You're not gonna have the same phone conversation every time you call somebody. It right. might be the same person you're talking to, right? But y'all gonna talk about something, something different. different, yeah. And that's all that's happening. Everything that happens musically is still a conversation. It's like if we were rapping, if it was a cipher. That's that's all that's happening. Anytime, yeah. so it can be. It's freestyle. It's whatever. It's okay. It's freestyle, but based on the same few words. But then you go off of those words. It's the mm-hmm. same initial concept. The same thing that is rap. The rap conversation is the same music conversation. It's just you know. So I mean, it's gonna be different. You're gonna. Um, and if you do become doing the same kind of thing, and it's it's that kind of stagnation, it, that ain't good for nobody. Would you say the same thing every time you talk to somebody? Not really. And same, I mean, it would be the same kind of boring or the same kind of non-productiveness based on... I mean, it's just like taking music and not putting it in the box just because that's not the thing that you do. Just mm-hmm. taking it and understanding it. It's just like everything else that everybody does. It just has its own place. But if you... You, you you approach it a certain way, you can bring certain things out of it. Music yeah. is supposed to be a uh, um, an extension of you. So if, so if you just happen to learn how to play your instrument, then you can express different thoughts that you might not be able to get out in words. That's all that is for you. If, if it's DJing, if it's working out, if it's whatever, it's an expression of, of release. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Rufus, mm-hmm. you gig a lot in DC. DC, actually, I'll be there tomorrow. Um, Jojo's. No, I'm Good. doing something <laughs> different with Clarence. We're doing some. Oh, second he got to gig something. something tomorrow. Yeah. So, no. we, oh, so he's not at school tomorrow. I didn't say that. I don't know. We are, okay. We, oh, all right, all right. We'll be done really early, so I don't know. I was doing the daytime type of. I don't know. Oh, all right, all right. No, nah, I just want to make sure my Friday. So if look, I'm, I'm gonna pull up, if look. 
check the internet every time. It's like, That's what I do. Yeah. I mean, like pineapple. It's like we we deliberately <laughs> tell people where we're gonna be. That's real. Have you been to the African American Museum of History and Culture? I, you, you throw out pineapple so randomly. <laughs> What do you mean? As a safe word, like, like that wasn't a pineapples moment. It wasn't. <laughs> Everything is a pineapples moment. Pineapples simply means no. Simply okay, means respect. simply means respect. nah, I don't think so. Like, whoa, that's way too much. That's what your pineapples are. It's like, no, I would never go down that route. I've been using the term pineapple so much when I had my first bootleg, Kevin Hart, that people called me pineapples on the job. They was like, hey, pineapples, what you going to do? I was like, why you call me pineapples? I was like, go ahead, call me pineapples. That make that, that gets you through your day? Yeah, pineapples. How you doing, pineapples? But none of y'all get to call me pineapples. Appreciate it. Balls, <laughs> You've been to the African American Museum? I have not. I got the shirt though. How you? Okay, all right. Somebody got me one. Respect. <laughs> Respect. At the time that you know that was the whole everybody got to get a um, particular um, ticket invitation thing or something. Yeah. And I wasn't down at that particular moment. I wasn't trying to rush. Yeah. I mean, I believe that it's it's a place that. When the time is right, I'll be there. there. If it's me and my daughter or whatever, then we'll go all the way up in there mm-hmm. and walk through the whole thing because we good at paying attention to I every nook and been. cranny. Uh-oh, you I got have, the keychain? I have been. I finally went, y'all. Yeah. And I and I went on a little class trip with the kids. Don't do that, Rufus. Whatever you about to say, just hold it. I'm just wanting to know why. Was it? Was, it, I'm was it this up. the reason? Was no. the whole setup? No, y'all no, trying to embarrass no. me? No, 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 no. Okay. Absolutely. What it's, you got? Tickets or something? Discount tickets? Damn, nigga. They no. Free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got. Yeah, yeah, I got them for the low. They ten hours a piece. You got discount? Nah. Free tickets? Come on now. Come on. Come no, listen. No. So I work. I work out. I work out for me. So with with the kids, yeah, with the kids, and we took a trip yesterday. No, I'm lying. What's today? Exactly. Friday. I mean Thursday. We went Wednesday. Whatever. We went Wednesday, and they were rushing to get us out the building. I mean, because you know we were on the time constraint. And I said, "Fuck that." They were like, "Mr. Wife, come on, we gotta go." I said, "All right, yeah, I'm gonna just run to the bathroom real quick." I lied. I ran to this the little gift shop, and I grabbed this. I grabbed the little boom box. That was the only thing that just stuck out to me. I grabbed the boom box, mm. and I said, "Give me this shit." And I bought a T-shirt from one of the little hustle mans outside okay. in, in his car. Uh, the Obama one? Nah, it's called it's called Good Trouble. Okay. And I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna buy this because I Good Trouble." Yeah, I didn't see nothing I wanted in there, yeah. so I like I figured like this was like the great value version of <laughs> the museum T-shirt. So I was like, "This." <laughs> I'm actually so glad he stopped what we was talking about to tell this story about this keychain. The keychain is so. Um, look, look Look at all the details Yeah You see it Yeah fuck with it It's just like a boombox It's just like a boombox like, with the handle Like Like I'm actually looking at it Thinking all the music That I can't hear <laughs> <laughs> You gotta get your name Or something engraved on the back Bro I'm gonna just get DJ Perfect Gentleman Does it right. also not say anything About where it came from So He honestly could be Telling us a whole lie From the I'm beginning not lying. But, but prove, prove, prove that you're not lying you want pictures? No, I just want you to prove that you're not lying without showing us pictures. Uh, so I went to the museum Wednesday. No, no, no. Kids. That's still not proving anything. That's just another story. What, nigga? Prove it from the keychain. Show, like, what do you have? Receipt? Does the keychain say something about the museum? 
I do have what, a receipt. What 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 makes that you you that was a eight eight minute story? You're starting to piss me off. Let's say our goodbyes. K M I C. You're starting to piss me off. Man, hell, listen, bro. That was a real story. What's the little tag? The little tag say Smithsonian. These are things. And it, nigga, I got this from the museum, bro. It's from the gift shop. It's from the gift shop. No, I mean you, 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 you are co-signing that he got it from the gift shop based on what? It is from the gift shop, bro. No, 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 no. They got it was in the gift shop. Okay, you seen the exact. Item, yes, and that's what you're. You, that's, I mean, look, I work for the government. Government needs specific verifications yeah. to accept that that's what it you, is. Yeah. So, we we good, we, we co sign it, yeah, yeah. All right, go back to your story. I apologize. <laughs> After all the flowers, yo, that uh, he trampled on your flowers. Okay, he was so excited about this <laughs> with right. no words on the back, and my whole thing was like, I don't know what that is, I don't believe it. I just saw a keychain look like a radio. I was like, so LL Cool J got radio things? Keychains? That's not an LL Cool J keychain? Ask him his question, Jeremy. <laughs> so imagine you're in D.C., you're leaving one of your gigs. Uh-huh. And oh, also, D.C., I'm part of what's called the D.C. Daybreakers. Me and Clarence, we play um, once a month pretty y'all, much. Do, uh, y'all go live from there. I see that. Like yeah. Different we, federal spots and stuff. Yeah, yeah all time, over the place. It was place. crazy. Yeah. Yep. It was Six, like eight in the, in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I was like, and it was rant. Well, I'll say that off the air, but everybody was out there just dancing oh, and killing it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the things I do. But going back to your question, so so you finishing your gig? You, you had the daybreaker, so you finishing that? It's it's twelve o'clock in the afternoon or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like Rufus. Oh my gosh, yo, we we at the session. We heard you on Bourbon and Boy Shorts. So glad I see you. They pull you, they bring you to the podium. I need you to speak. We need you to speak. So you're like, all right, who am I talking to? So you look out. To see a black people, it's like a P Funk concert or something. To see a black people, you good. And he was like, I can talk to my people, but you look closer. To see a black man, it's a banner. Yet the real brother much. And so, at this podium, at this microphone, you can ask a million black men one question, and they'll each give you your unique answer, their unique answer. What okay. Do you, what do you ask? Why y'all got me here when y'all know I play music? This ain't got nothing to do with music. Does this have something to do with music? Is it because I'm doing something different? I just want to know why y'all pick me of all the people. Like, I'm a rock star. I do rock star stuff, but y'all wanted me to be at this particular thing. Y'all tell me. Absolutely. So I I think what's interesting about having you here to speak to the brothers, at you being a rock star, I think you have a unique uh, upbringing, right? So out of the million brothers here... You know, probably nine hundred thousand of them didn't grow up with both of their parents, right? So, so you have a di- you have a different lifestyle. You went, you you went to the second best high school in Baltimore. You went to a phenomenal college. Um, you you've played with <laughs> you played with, <laughs> with great musicians. I didn't go to none of that shit. So he's actually trying to see how long I'm gonna let him <laughs> slide with this slide. It's actually been two hours. You let him slide. <laughs> no, I didn't let him slide with anything. My right. my school was was founded 1839, the second oldest high school in the nation. But he's talking this. You always other, need, you always look, need look, a rough draft before the masterpiece. Look, <laughs> not at all. That means you can be trying to copy stuff, see exactly like we be, and then you be trying to be like, <laughs> you look, improve it. I'm going to act like that y'all didn't do that right. first and call it this. So right, if, y'all, y'all so, over there so, reading, we over here counting. Thank you very much, America. Y'all are over there reading, we over here counting. Okay, America. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, th- I think you have a unique um, perspective of life. Um, and I think, so I think 
with your age and your wisdom and age meaning you've lived life like the the the, the beauty and the joy of life is to live it mm. to be able to to impart your wisdom back on the youth and the things that you've learned if you can speak to to the elders and say hey you know there's something you may there's some some newer wisdom that you may be able to be able to take part of so, so yeah. first i wouldn't be speaking to the elders cuz i'd be the elder but you, i'd be speaking to the youths it's a million the brothers the youths the youths the youths what I tell y'all is use. <laughs> y'all, y'all, um, tomorrow's not promised. That's a fact. But what you got to do with the day that you have is try to live it so that it don't end. Mm. You know, if you can do yeah. some things that, that, that have uh, substantial impact on the, uh, um, you know, the, on the environment, on the economy, on you know something where when you leave the room, they can still talk about your name or the, your your presence because everything that, that that is here is based on somebody's last name. Mm. You know, every corporation, every business, that's a family. So if you can establish something for your family that that leaves a lasting impression for future generations, then you've done exactly what you know they've done. You've done what needs to be done because if you don't, then we're stuck with those people who've come before us. Definitely. And that means that our you know, our presence has little to no value. You know, if you can't be an establishing force mm-hmm. while you're here, if then what are you doing? You're right. You know, it's like you can't just jump into the pool and make no splash. You gotta make, you gotta get all that water out on the deck. I mean, period. It's all about, you know, your your entrance into the thing. It's like your pop out. Like people used to talk about the, the the groups of the '90s when it was time for you to sing your solo, everybody would do a little dance to the side and then pop out. Mm-hmm. You know, so what is your pop out? You know what? You know, so when I'm talking to these people, I'm trying to get these people to realize that there's a pop out for them. You know, everybody gets a chance to do a solo. It's not all about no. everything I got to say. Everybody has something to say, say at yeah. some point, and everybody needs to be heard. And the fact that somebody is overshadowing somebody's voice, that's where the problems come. You know, if you can get everybody's voice heard, you can get everybody to figure out where they belong in the system, mm-hmm. then everything falls in. It's the fact that you got somebody over here that doesn't know that somebody's not talking to this one, somebody's not listening to this one. I mean, then you then you're trying to force all these these little opinions. Opinions, yeah. Because that's just how I feel. Well, but I feel, but I feel. Look, figure out how to be fair, get your little piece, and then everybody can get out the way. There's personal things that that's about you, and there's things that's about everybody. And as long you know, like. I get that all the time at social service. The people that come in, you know, they don't understand. You know, it's all about me. You know, why, why y'all ain't did this? You know, I did my papers. I did, you know, y'all supposed to. Dude, every, half the people that work here, some of them died. The other ones, they had to retire. They don't have anybody trained. There's no staff. There's none of the, the services that were, were there for you can't be there if people aren't there to run those things. But you have limited understanding because in the seventh grade, you decided, you know, I'm going to just play with these other people out here. I don't care about no American government. Mm. I don't understand how this works. I don't know how this is going to affect me. But if you don't understand that, that doesn't change the way that it affects you because of your lack of understanding. Ignorance doesn't make you exempt. It doesn't. It, it, ignorance doesn't make you exempt, nor does it give you the vaccine to to be. You know, come on now. 
So you got it. That's You're that's right. the whole thing. It's like trying to if I can do anything, if I can enlighten you, if I can give you the education to help yourself to to remove yourself from a situation or to put yourself on the right track, you mm-hmm. know, so that your future is lined up so that so that tomorrow could be promised for the people that come behind you. It may not be promised for you. But you 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 you're establishing something that for generations to generations can you know can can yeah. can can eat off of that. So if you put out some music, right, you know, you get people thinking a certain way, then they can you know they can move off of that. You know you you know like you know one of my favorite artists, he's one of my friends that passed away, Derek Jones. Ooh, big old big old big H. You know I quote him in a lot of songs that he did just because I knew his 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 artistry, his work. So I put his work. In my work, so that we can keep his work, you know, going. Respect. Yeah. I mean, I just be saying stuff. Sound. <laughs> no, but I mean, but you meant that though. Yeah. You meant it and you felt it. Everybody got something to say. Everybody got something to say. So, and you should. Yeah, we all go through things. We all got literally something to say. So, like, yeah, make sure you say it. Would you say your pop out? Yeah, it's your pop out. I mean, you and you just like, yeah. <laughs> the number you'll be. You can't always make that our go to because that shit is racist, bro. <laughs> I have the things in America. Nah, fact. All racist. the things in America <laughs> are racist. racist. But um, nah, man, nonetheless, Rufus, thank you so much thank for you, coming on, you, man. This, was, this has been a, an amazing, amazing time. And this is exactly what. This yeah. Is, this is exactly. This is exactly. What we thought it was going to be when you came on. So, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Also, before we get out of here, tell the people how they can find you, how they can follow you, all your music. Where is your music? Where is you going to be at live and all of that good stuff? All right, cool. You can check me out on Plenty of Fish. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> ChristianMingle.com. I'm actually on Christian Mingle. I'm not on that. But, um, I mean, if, if, <laughs> if there's a place where you should find me. No, let me stop. I'm on uh, all social media at Rufus B. Moore. Um, you can find me at uh, Dollar Sign Rufus B More on Cash App, um, at Rufus B More on Venmo. Uh, <laughs> what's it? Am, am I doing this wrong? Or no, this is how, exactly how I was supposed to that's take how advantage? The do it. That's how the thotties do it. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that's what they do on their birthdays? They throw their yeah. Cash App up, man. <laughs> first of all, it's not my birthday. And second, well, no. First of all, I'm not a thot. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> no, I mean, I've had some thought-like tendencies at different times and different chapters in my life. So, yeah, I've been... Not, so, maybe that had happened. But pineapples, I digress. Mangoes. I mean, so we want to talk Even. mangoes? Mangoes no. is... No. Oh, okay, pineapple. White eyes closing. <laughs> no, for real. This shit was smacking. What is it? So- Soju. Jesus Christ. S-O-J-U. I, like I said, it's so cheap that it doesn't matter. It's like just don't get the ones with the with the flavoring. Like they got like a apple, mango, different, right like back. all kind of little junk. I mean that's only like thirteen percent, but this joint at twenty percent, and this ain't even a, this ain't my super one. I do an exotic one that's got a gold label that's like twenty four percent, and that's the one. okay, but that still has more of a. It, it, it'll give you a little bit of hint of alcohol in your in the taste of it. This did you hardly taste anything? Man, I don't even know at this point. But, uh, yeah, let's, let's, but let's you feel it. good. I feel great. That's what I'm saying. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, you got church in the morning. 
I always got church in the morning. I got church in the morning. This shit making me feel toxic. Oh, oh man, nah, text messages that's... are coming. <laughs> I'm glad we're not on live that it kicked us off again. So yeah, <laughs> you're safe up. now. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, oh, oh y'all still on? And I really don't live. care. And Facebook. And I really don't care because I'm letting you know right now. Like, I got well, I got one more week. So yeah, nigga. I got one. This shit's about to get real when I get in the car. Oh God. My godson coming? Nah, Finally? Nah. I'm just saying. Oh, all right, all right. Well, let's 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 wrap it up man, and shut it down. I'm probably I'm just bluffing though. I'm definitely going to sleep so I can go to work in the morning. Oh man, it's been two hours. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It felt like no time had passed, but unfortunately, it, it yeah, has. time has passed for everybody. Time all right. Time well. Flies when you mm-hmm. No. Why would you say making love, having fun, sir? We're having fun. My 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 rendition. But we're not making love. Anymore. I'm not singing to you. First of all, <laughs> oh, is this leather? Okay, because I'm never sitting on any leather chair with any any other adult men <laughs> while they're singing any soft or slow songs. I just need to make sure that there's no leather. No, okay. No Whew, that was close. <laughs> oh my God. No like, leather what? gets broken out. He was until. like. I'm not even going to repeat it because that would be the same thing <laughs> as to what had happened thing. just now before. All right, yo. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to hit stop. <laughs> so, <laughs> gonna have that without further ado, to man, it. thank y'all for coming not, out. We appreciate not, everybody, especially Rufus. Yeah, Uncle not, Rufus yeah, is this in the is, building. This is a great cookout. Um, cookout conversation. Oh, that's right. We I'm, have I'm, finally I'm, completed I'm the cipher. Out cameras that's mm-hmm. not even on. No they, no, they still record. We still got oh, okay. yeah, yeah, it. They, they, we we and, finally uh, com- completed the cipher of Facebook. all the bandmates, uh, of which we p- hand selected, but mm-hmm. all the bandmates which we have a close personal relationship with, and yeah. we are just so elated that we were able to complete the cipher. Um, this has been so an amazing, amazing night. Uh, we have, are so glad because I know the Monday that we both show up at our house is going to be. The jokes and the, yeah, <laughs> the, I have jokes for the, the camaraderie is going to be hilarious. So I can't wait. Um, thank you guys for for checking in with us on another Thursday night. Thank you for always supporting us. Um, before we get out of here, Dope Queen of the Week is clearly going to be Tay Tay Braxton. Tay Tay Braxton. Slash Tay's for Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month. So please make sure that, ladies, you are following that page. Pages. And uh, anybody, uh, and also, a, a and please make sure if you're gonna wear a shirt with so many words on it that you work out so that the words can be seen and they don't just fall into your, um, you know, your shortcomings. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Make milk, sure. man, don't drink the milk. Make sure I work out or drink the. Well, oh, you crazy. seem to need to be a southwestern pescatarian. That's crazy, Rufus. <laughs> he said grains and chicken boxes, right? <laughs> It's like I'm just playing. I had to take the advantage. And, you know, I mean, t- it was an the opportunity there. I saw it, and I was like, you know what? I'm older than these guys. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really just that's crazy. go ahead. Come on, let's get out of here. Yo. Let's get nah, out of here. I, nah, fuck that. Hold up, because I really not. Nah. <laughs> strong Your as camera he is, two, camera two. As strong as he is, it would. It, it should have been like, hey, that's crazy. <laughs> this is the clip. This is the promo clip right here. <laughs> I'm gonna kill this nigga. <laughs> no, this I'm playing. Um, it's so like, it's like he flexes chest and he just changed the letters from lowercase to capital. T. 
Hey. <laughs> you really fried my ass up. That's crazy. Yeah. And then name of Tay, though. For the name of Tay. Let's get, Tay. Let's get Tay's promo. Part of it is I said I would do this, but I ain't want to forget. Yeah, that's what's up, man. <laughs> I, man, I appreciate this. Man, I appreciate you, you too, Rufus. Hey, look, man. Time. I just met you today. Your name is Kyle, mm-hmm. and this is Jay. Because before, mm-hmm. they just was two guys that never say their names. I appreciate them. Uh-huh. <laughs> you knew our names No, no I didn't yo. You dead ass serious <laughs> That's <Nah>. crazy <laughs> I was like I hope they say it I'm gonna just ask them questions When I get here That's crazy Shut the fuck up You I never like, know our names I was like I go to their I go to their Instagram pages And be like Name of show Yeah no, y'all Not names. name of person I'd be like Okay And they'd be like <laughs> it, don't yo, say, yo. it don't say college I'd be like It don't, don't say it no more no. I'd be like when Show it, about it to start it. it did I'd be like Show about to start Who is it I never changed In the beginning It said Colin Jeremy Oh, I never. Ch- All right then. I don't know. I had to look. Hold up. J stand for Jeremy. See, yeah. I learned more just now. <laughs> Good night. Bro. Yo, thank y'all for coming out tonight. And shout out to. The- I love it. Yo. Shout, out- <laughs> shout out to all the lower, lower and uppercase letters that are on my shirt tonight. Uh, Teal. Teal. You know what I'm saying? So thank y'all for checking in. Yes. Uh, and as always, I don't. We don't. I don't really need nothing else in yeah, my life. Yeah, but we, so. we can just make a sound for the audio. Yeah. So as always, man. Love, love life, life and libations. Yeah. There we go. Oh shoot. Hold on, Jay. Shower up, eat bowl of kicks, put new kicks on new gear. The sun's out, no fuss from me. Hot bus and all the homies. Laughing Joe, have a little fun. Oldest bus getting crowded on me. Make the stop, stroll up the hill, making sure I look my best. People coming from the town, south, north, east, and west. And before we learn today, take a look around, tell me what you see. Everybody hanging on the wall. Ladies in the squad, watch them do their roll call. Fellas, stop through before we ball. Music jumping, coming from them cars. She rock left, right, showing off. Had to stop and let her know that I'm a ball. So come up here and chill up on this wall. Cause everybody's hanging on the wall.